Hello there, you're listening to the Sort Yourself Out podcast. We are kicking off February with a two-part series on cultivating self-love. Nice. I'm your host, Janine Hunt, natural health therapist for over 30 years, hypnotherapist, lifelong student, and spiritual seeker. I like to seek out the most effective practices and techniques that provide the greatest bang for my buck and the fastest route to freedom from whatever is holding us back. I can't wait to share with you these powerful techniques so that you too can sort yourself out, know deeper meaning in your life, and best of all, a sense of inner peace. So let's get started. Well, hello there, and thank you so much for joining me today. This episode is airing in the run-up to Valentine's Day, so I wanted to discuss the practice and feeling of self-love. Whether you're listening to this near Valentine's Day or not, it doesn't really matter, because this is a topic that is important all year round. Self-love, self-esteem, self-worth, whatever you call it, They're all pretty much the same thing. This is an area that so many people struggle with. Feeling like we're not good enough is a general human malaise these days, and it has all sorts of knock-on implications for our mental, emotional, and even physical health and well-being. This week in part one, we're going to discuss the importance of cultivating a healthy sense of self-esteem. And in part two next week, I'm going to share some easy ways that you can begin to cultivate self-love and improve your life no end. But first, I want to share a personal story, which I'll admit is a wee bit embarrassing, but It demonstrates very well the power of self-love in improving our well-being. Now, as you may know, many years ago, I was a drinker. I loved my wine. But eventually, my drinking habits began to take their toll, and I needed to stop. I was having physical health problems. I was feeling paranoid sometimes. And also, I was just feeling hopeless because I was finding it so hard to control my drinking. And after many years of trying to control my drinking, I was finally unable to quit thanks to a book of all things. And this this book completely took away my desire to drink. And in case you're interested, it was Alan Carr's Easy Way to Control Your Alcohol. And it was like a miracle to me. I was finally free. Or at least I thought I was. Because as I discovered in the days and months to come, that even though the drinking was finished and I was effortlessly sober, which I thought was basically going to be the end to all my problems, I was left in a state of self-hatred and shame for all those years of alcoholism. But I was getting on with my life the best I could, training to become a naturopath. And most of the health problems I'd been experiencing when I was when I was drinking were gradually clearing up. But there was one embarrassing physical ailment 
I couldn't shift. And looking back, I think it cropped up after I quit drinking. I had developed warts on my fingers. Yuck! So looking back with what I know now, I see this as a physical outpicturing of my inner state of shame and self-hatred. And boy, I threw every natural health remedy I could think of at this. But nothing would shift those bastard warts. <laughs> but around this time, I had begun working on my mental and emotional well-being. I was working on loving myself and clearing myself of the shame and guilt and self-hatred. And it was a little ways into doing this inner work that the warts just faded away of their own accord. And it happened so quickly, too. <laughs> so this story shows us the effect our inner state has on our physical well-being. Once I began loving myself and releasing the sense of shame, the outer effects of the shame disappeared, too. The shame and self-hatred were the cause and the warts the effect. So this is the magic of a top-down technique. We are dealing with cause and not effect. We are working from the inside out. And this is the way that all things manifest. They begin as mental or emotional energy before manifesting on the physical plane. London hypnotherapist Marissa Peer said, We are all a walking, talking affirmation of what we believe about ourselves. So changing what you believe about you is a vital step on your journey to lasting self-esteem. So that is great news. We can change what we believe about ourselves. We can move from self-hatred, neediness, insecurity, guilt, and shame to our rightful state of loving ourselves. Now, I'm not talking about arrogance or conceit or vanity. I am talking about the recognition of the divine being that you are and the birthright of your self-worth just because you are here in this body on planet Earth. Louise Hay in You Can Heal Your Life, a book that I think everyone should read and that helped me so much all those years ago, speaks about this birthright. And how, as little babies, we were born aware of our own worth. She said, Babies do not have to do anything to become perfect. They already are perfect, and they act as if they know it. They know they are the center of the universe. They're not afraid to ask for what they want. They freely express their emotions. You know when a baby is angry. In fact, the whole neighborhood knows. You also know when babies are happy, for their smiles light up a room. They are full of love. Tiny babies will die if they do not get love. Once we are older, we learn to live without love, but babies will not stand for it. Babies also love every part of their bodies, even their own feces. Ooh, okay, I don't recommend you go that far. Okay, continuing the quotation. They have incredible courage. You were like that. We were all like that. 
Then we began to listen to adults around us who had learned to be fearful, and we began to deny our own magnificence. Unquote. In the book Frequency by Penny Pierce, she describes this gradual wearing away of our inherent baby self-love as a coping mechanism we developed to deal with our parents' wounds. She says, You were merged with your environment and, like a dolphin, sent out your own brand of sonar, learning to navigate by what expanded without limit into the world and by what bounced back to you. You were like a miniature sun, beaming out clear light, love, and joy to anyone who wanted to be in it. Unquote. So this was our natural state. As babies, and even up to about the age of seven, we are still very much operating in our soul consciousness. We have not fully individualized and separated ourselves from our original state, as eventually happens as we grow up and become influenced by the outer world. Penny goes on to explain that as your beaming baby energy of unconditional love reached your parents or others around you, whenever, wherever they had maintained their ability to love and feel empathy, your sonar passed through and your reality was validated or even magnified. But if your baby energy beamed out to parents who had learned to be afraid or who had shut down their own hearts for whatever reason, according to their own wounds, your sonar bounced back to you. So say your father shut off his playfulness as a child because his parents were stern. And then he unconsciously took on that strictness and the belief that children need discipline. So when your boundless baby joy hits his rigid belief, you can't experience the truth about yourself. Producing a sense of disorientation within you that negates your reality. You experience the not-self that is slower, denser, sharper, and darker than you are. And this foreign sensation registers as pain. This is the beginning of your experience of the outside world, of separation, fear, and ego. But you learn that if you adapt your behavior to match your parents' beliefs, your energy doesn't bounce back uncomfortably. Penny goes on to say that you learn to flow your energy where it can flow and resign yourself to no movement in many areas. You mistake agreement with your parents' beliefs, emotional biases, and body postures for love. If you can't get soul validation, you take what you can, even if it's only crumbs to survive. Unquote. So we can see that as babies and little children, we lose our intrinsic joy and self-love and gradually take on the beliefs and, dare I say it, hang-ups of our parents, society, and culture. I was listening to an audiobook by Shirley and Martin Kemp recently. 
Shirley was a backing dancer back in the early days of Wham! in the 80s, and Martin was the bassist in Spandau Ballet. In this book, they are talking about their lives and their love story. Early on in the book, Martin was saying that he didn't do very well at school and was known as a bit of a dummy. The other boys would say to him over and over again, You're so stupid. Have you got a brain tumor? And then, in his early 30s, when Martin considered himself to be at the peak of his fitness, living in L.A. so he could get acting roles and going to the gym daily, eating more healthily than ever before, he developed a brain tumor the size of a grapefruit, which he had surgically removed, and another smaller one deep in his brain where it was inaccessible for surgery. Now, I am not saying categorically that it was the bullying by the kids at school and Martin's low self-esteem that caused the tumors, but it's an interesting correlation, is it not? And just so I don't leave you hanging, Martin and his family went through several tough years as he recovered from the surgery. Then they had to deal with the smaller tumor, which had begun growing. The surgeons were talking about pulling the lobes of his brain apart and doing this and that in a nightmare scenario that would potentially leave him with speech, visions, and motor impairments, even if all went well. This being unacceptable, Shirley began looking for alternatives, and her good friend George Michael began searching far and wide, getting in touch with the best doctors, and eventually found a doctor doing experimental laser therapy. And George paid for him to have that treatment. And it just so happened that the only machine in the world was in a hospital near where Martin and Shirley lived. And the second tumor was treated successfully. Phew! Regardless of the cause of the tumors, we can see that in many cases, unless we deal with the inner causes, that outer conditions might not clear up. Or if treated, they often return. Think of people who lose a lot of weight and gain it all back again. Or the person who gets cancer, has the lumps removed and are given the all clear, and then a couple of years later, it's back again. Or people who believe themselves to be victims and continue to attract partners who will abuse them and perpetuate their victim mentality. As we talked about with the babies, this is an energetic exchange going on. We need to clean up our energies to shift to a higher level of well-being. We need to undo the damage and cultivate self-love and self-worth so that we attract loving, caring, and respectful people into our lives. If we don't love and respect ourselves, other people won't either, and we will be at the mercy of predatory and abusive individuals. And as in the case of those bastard warts, thankfully mine are by comparison, when I began to do practices to learn to love myself, the warts vanished. As far as Louise Hay was concerned, Teaching self-love was the only cure she offered and the panacea for all ills. As she said, no matter what the problem, 
the main issue to work on is loving the self. This is the magic wand that dissolves problems. So when you fill yourself with the energy of love, whether for yourself or others, you raise your frequency to the highest and purest vibration on the planet. Love is the great healing energy that clears out the darkness and illusion within and lifts up your consciousness to new levels of awareness. Nice. Well, my friend, I'm going to wrap this up now. I hope that I've got you interested in cultivating self-love. And even if you've done some practices before, it's a great idea to continue. For example, I achieved a really good level of self-love and self-esteem when I did all that inner work nearly 20 years ago. But recently, with new life circumstances, <clears throat> midlife, I became aware that I could use some more work in this area. <laughs> and it's just so good. I mean, hating yourself sucks, right? <laughs> now, in next, week, next week's episode, I'm going to share some easy ways that you can cultivate self-love. But for now, this week, I don't want to leave you high and dry, so I've got two offerings for you to get you going right now. Firstly, use an affirmation that you repeat to yourself almost nonstop to reprogram your being with love. One of my faves is, I love and accept myself exactly as I am, or I approve of myself, or I deserve the best and I accept it now. Another thing you can do is use my free inner smile guided meditation. It gets you feeling loved and is designed to get your endorphins flowing, those feel-good hormones that give you a natural buzz and raise your vibration. It really revs up the good vibes so you can attract higher vibrational things, people, circumstances, and opportunities into your life, as well as to help you to give your best to the world. This is a free audio download, and it only takes five or six minutes, but gives you an afterglow that you will carry into your day. So give it a go. It's completely free to download. I recommend you try it in the morning and see what you think about how it changes your day. You can get it at theinspirationcloud.com slash SYO62 and I'll put a link in the show notes. Now, if you are interested in taking your well-being to the next level and being better than happy, why don't you sign up to the waitlist for my upcoming Better Than Happy membership? I've been talking about it for ages, <laughs> but I am getting there. And soon we will be launching this. So the Better Than Happy Zone is a monthly membership where I'll be teaching my most powerful top-down techniques to sort yourself out, to free yourself of your hang-ups and blockages, to take charge of your mind, and to nourish your soul. So if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I'm all about giving you the tools that you need to transform your life. 
and in the Better Than Happy membership, there will be mini-courses and hypnosis sessions and guided meditations and EFT tapping videos, neurolinguistic programming techniques, mindfulness training, the ageless wisdom teaching, and lots more. So that wherever you are on your path to greater well-being, you can start right there and then take the next step when you're ready. You'll have the tools, practices, and techniques you need to not just heal your life, but to make it more meaningful, fulfilling, peaceful, and beautiful. So if you're ready to transform your well-being and be better than happy and would like to be kept informed, go on over to theinspirationcloud.com slash membership to get on the wait list and I will keep you in the loop. And this is something you also want to do because those people on my wait list are going to be offered a special early bird offer where they will be offered the membership at the lowest price it's ever going to be, and they will also get early access. So that's the inspirationcloud.com slash S-Y-O membership. Okay, my friend, that is all for today. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I really do appreciate it. So take care, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I really hope you found it helpful and full of uplifting ideas that you can put into practice in your life. And if you have, chances are your friends and family will too. So please share it with them on social media. You'll be helping them to sort themselves out because I bet you think they need it, right? But seriously, you'll also be doing me a huge favor and I will be eternally grateful for your generosity. It would also be lovely if you would leave me a review on iTunes, preferably a nice one, please. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast while you're there. If you have any questions or would like me to address a certain topic, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at info at theinspirationcloud.com. Have a good one, folks. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.